everybody. So we are the Hallmarkies podcast and I'm Rachel and we are so excited to, for a special interview today. Amber's here. Hi everybody. <laughs> and we are so excited to be talking to the star of the upcoming Royally Ever After. We're talking to Fiona Gubelman. Did I say your last name right? So you get brownie points for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and talking with us. We really, we really appreciate it. Let's I get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you decided to become an actress. What inspired you? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I grew up in San Diego, California, and I was doing, I, at my preschool, they had dance classes and I took some dance classes and I just thought it was so much fun. And so my mom got me involved in like, little like dance recital play things and so I, I got involved in it and I just I loved it I had so much fun but of course I was like, I'm like the shyest person sort of and so when I was a kid I just was like so I would get so such bad stage fright and had the hardest time auditioning but over the years obviously it got better and better and um but yeah I mean I I've been I just have loved performing since since I was like three years old like it's something that I've always enjoyed Mm. Ah, so you got the bug young. <laughs> I got the bug young. I know, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I just it's yeah. <laughs> um, but it never, you know. I actually went to college as pre med, and then, but I, I, and I was doing. I, I still auditioned for plays at UCLA, and um, I took an acting class, and I was having so much fun. I was like, you know what? I'm 18, and I'm not married, and I'm just gonna pursue it. Because if it doesn't work out, I can go back to school. So mm -hmm. I, um, I, yeah, it was, I never even really thought it, you know, I just, I just went for it. So, <laughs> well, hey, those pre med classes probably helped you for the good doctor. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now I see, I, I, get, I get to be a doctor now, so it kind of all works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it was probably cheaper to become an actor and then a doctor through. Your heart <laughs> and to go through medical school. Yeah, there you go. Right? It was right? a good financial yeah, yeah. choice. <laughs> right? I, I, yeah. <laughs> so um, did, did you grow up watching a lot of uh, like rom-coms, Christmas movies, the kind of thing you have on Hallmark? Was that something you did? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely, I mean, some of my favorite movies are rom-coms. I mean, I, I love Sleepless in Seattle. I think that's just one of the best movies ever. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I think there were so many great movies in the '80s, like Can't Buy Me Love. Um, I just all these movies that I was probably way too young to be watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but I, I definitely grew up loving them, and I love comedy. Um, that's just like one of my favorite things to act and be a part of, and. Um, it, you know, so that's definitely something I enjoy. And I am obsessed with Christmas. I mean, playing, um, you know, getting to work in Christmas Next Door, that was like no acting required when it came to all the love for Christmas, because that's just, that's just true who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Uh, so yeah, so you are like, super busy the busiest woman uh, that's why we're amazed that you took time to talk with this because I think I counted you had seven projects just last year that you were involved in I'm trying to think because <laughs> I did I know I did like last year well daytime divas aired but we had shot that we finished we wrapped filming that at the end of 2016 and then I took a little bit of time off because I, I just been working. I, I just need, I took some, you know, time, um, about seven months off and just because I, I had been out of the country and working for like two years straight. And so I yeah. took some time off and then I went back into it and I did Lethal Weapon, American Housewife, and then I did Christmas Next Door and Lucifer and then, yeah, I've been on The Good Doctor and, and, uh, and then I just did, yeah, um, uh, royally ever after so it's been it's been non-stop I, I, I just yeah I got back in the country a few weeks ago and I was like I've been gone since the beginning of October last year pretty much so it's pretty it's crazy how time flies when you're having fun <laughs> yeah, that's cool I know I was like does she stop to it was like, to stop to breathe <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly right now I'm like trying to relax and do that but also trying to uh moved to Vancouver for season two of The Good Doctor. So right now it's just like, ah, get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Oh, that means you'll be ready to, to be in even more Hallmark stuff if you're in Vancouver. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Good. weekends, on the weekends, <laughs> we'll just see the Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I love doing Hallmark films. So, um, but, you know, they're so much fun to work on and be a part of. Yeah. Um, and so you were also in Wilfred, which is not quite a Hallmark show. No. People go in there with your eyes open. Um, yeah. That was a very um, interesting, like high concept show, you know, dark comedy, um, but awesome. Amazing. Elijah Wood, way to go. Aww. Um, so, uh, I know. He's such a sweetie. <laughs> um, so what was, I mean, how different is it working, you know, full-time on a series like you are with Good Doctor and when you were on Wilfred versus doing these, um, you know, these short little projects for just this, these standalone movies for Hallmark, which I know is insanely fast. Yeah. The Hallmark films are probably the hardest only because the, the production schedule is so intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you shoot in, you're basically gone, it's about a month or so, four to five weeks. And when you're the lead in one of these, I don't think people realize how exhausting it is, but it's, um, you pretty much wake up, go to set, you, you only, the only downtime you have is at lunch for 30 to 40 minutes. And then you film, you know, so you're filming 12, well, no, because when you're the lead, yeah, it's about 14 hour days. Um, because you're there for hair and makeup um, and all that. So your days end up being, you know, about 16 hours, including like transportation to and from set, all of that. So you're working for 16 hours and then you have to get home and usually you have like an hour at least of working on lines and script Mm -hmm. work for the next day. And when, when you're, again, like when you're the lead in one of these, you don't ever stop moving on set. Like you get the set, and you go straight to hair and makeup, and then you go to set to actually film. And if there's ever any downtime, you're either in a fitting, you're doing behind the scenes, like uh, stills photographs, or you're like shooting stuff for the actual behind the scene videos, or you, you know, I mean, it's like, lit, or you're doing like a hair and makeup change. Like there's no, there's no napping in a trailer that you don't even have trailers. And there's no, there's none of that. Like they're very, physically exhausting and challenging but it's also really magical in the sense that you become so bonded um with everyone it feels kind of like you're at summer camp or doing Mm -hmm. a play and you really just get to dive in and um you know create something fun and special so it's it's um it's really hard but it's also it's it's very rewarding and uh yeah to see the final product yeah. So you and Jesse Metcalf have like a unbreakable bond. There. <laughs> oh my God. I love him. Well, we, we got along so well. He, um, <laughs> we like crack each other up. He's such a sweetheart. And, um, I know he's up in um, Canada right now shooting and it's like, we're, we're crossing paths. Um, cause I go up when, I think when he comes back, but, um, yeah, no, he's great. And, we definitely had a, a really fun time shooting. I don't know if you saw any of our ridiculous videos that I posted on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we made a couple of raps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, since we're talking about it, might as well ask. Uh, so I'm very curious about the timeline of this movie, The Christmas Next Door, because they had it posted as like a completely different plot with a different name all the way till the end of November. And so I, I was just curious, when did they like, when did you film it? When did they contact you? Like, it was pretty last minute, right? Mm. No? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, the na- I, I just found, that's funny, yeah, because I think it was originally Father Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Night title. But when I got the script, I think in September, because we shot it in October, I think. Oh, okay. Earlier than I thought. And- yeah, we shot it. Yeah, we, we were, I was up there in October and we, which was great because it was actually cool enough to wear all the winter clothes. So uh, you were never cold in the winter weather, but you were never like shooting in these jackets in 80 degree heat. So it was actually like, it kind of worked out perfectly. But um, yeah, they, the name, I knew when we were shooting that the, the, the title of the film would change. Um, but I didn't, I, I, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to know what the plot was because the the script when I got it, it didn't really um, it didn't really change at that yeah, point. Well, so it could have just been a delay in updating on the website. The original plot was supposedly about a divorced dad who gets his kids for Christmas and he like doesn't know how to deal with it and all this stuff. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, uh, I never. Well, you know what? I never read that script. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> They just apparently wanted to keep the Hallmarkies press out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently. So make it all the more a surprise. Uh, but yeah, I you know when I did tulips for spring, it was originally like poinsettias for Christmas or something. Oh, and, and when I and they rewrote it and made it a spring movie. And I do know that the I never saw that script. But I do know that the people, the Canadian actors that auditioned for it said that they auditioned with the poinsettia script and the size. But I, I never saw that, so. That's interesting. Yeah, you have the, uh, the big battle for the great, uh, the next great poinsettia, I guess. <laughs> huh. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, huh? I wonder how much that happens in Hallmark World. Probably a lot. That, uh, somebody they, just they submits a the, script and they're like, they have like five different scripts ready for every season. They're just yeah. ready to go. Like, oh, you know what? Now it's a summer movie. <laughs> it's not I know, right? <laughs> Funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So your part in the Good Doctor, I uh, she's she's pretty uh com- competitive, pretty cutthroat. She's not sweet and lovely like your Hallmark roles. And so, how is that sort of tapping into such a different kind of character? Very challenging in a great positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never played a character like Morgan before, and it's been quite exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's very intelligent. She's very driven. She's very competitive and cutthroat, as you said. She knows what she wants, and she's she has extreme confidence, um, as well as she does. She just doesn't. She, like she doesn't she's no bullshit she's just direct she speaks her yeah. mind and there's something about her to play someone with that much confidence and no apology has been um definitely it, it's been challenging for me because there's a stillness to that and there's a an ease that she has and i naturally am a bit more effervescent i'm very silly and playful but I also fall into the traps of, you know, being like, oh, I'm sorry, or being sweet, or being wanting to be liked and needing approval and all those things. And to play someone who has confidence that I would love. And it's, um, I definitely like it's been a journey looking at the parts of myself that, you know, that, that you know, the parts of her that are in me deep down, but you know, that I cover up maybe, um, Mm -hmm. and that I don't lead with. And so, you know, feeling comfortable in her skin has definitely been a challenge for me. Um, and at the same time, it's, it's been freeing. Um, I feel a bit more empowered. Um, you know, the more I work on her, Mm -hmm. uh, the more, and the more comfortable I feel just being, speaking my mind as her and, and being direct and still, I, there's, you find a strength in that and a power that's very appealing and it's just it's been nice it's just been nice to to work on that uh and yeah it was it was very scary at first yeah. <laughs> um but I uh I, I absolutely love it and I'm, I'm very excited to dive into her even more in season two but that's why when I got the script for Royally After, I was very excited to get to play someone who was just, who, who got to bring like the charm and the silliness um, and the physical comedy that I also just, just love to do. So it's nice to get to kind of play both characters. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't see uh, women in those kind of roles all that often because it's like you either have to be no. sort of the adorable prom queen or the, or you're the heartless, uh, you know. Uh, and, <laughs> and no, I mean, I know, it, so it's, you really know, it's so true. No, I mean, listen, I a few years ago, I was just getting so fed fed up with the parts and stuff that I was going out for because it's like, oh, your your role as a female in the comedy world is nagging wife, 
And it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a nagging person. Like, I don't want to yeah. be this like type A, oh, my honey did it wrong again. I mean, or it's just like, or, or you're there just to make the man look funny. And, and unfortunately, like, that's just how it is and how it has been in the past for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been developing stuff on my own. But then a few years ago, I got, I, I feel like this shift has really been happening and the roles really started changing. Um, but I, I would get so excited just to get like a great guest star, like a really funny, goofy, quirky part, because I felt like as a guest star, I'd get to do much funnier roles than I would when I'd be auditioning for series regulars per se. Right. And, you know, when I did, um, so I was really fortunate to be a part of the Netflix series, um, one day at a time. And, and, you know, I got to play like, kind of like that quirky, you know, Lori is just kind of a bit, a bit ditzy and a bit out of touch with reality. And that was a really fun, fun girl. And also, I was, I mean, what was so amazing about One Day at a Time is that you have a show, you know, first of all, it's a diverse show without being mm-hmm. like, we're diverse. You know, it's it's not making stereotypes about anyone. And um, so you're like, oh, see, look, people, you can make television that's diverse, that's all inclusive, and yet isn't just making fun of people or, or yeah. being stereotypical or judgmental, which I love. But you also have a show about three women from different, three generations of women, right? You have Rita, um, who plays, uh, uh, Rita Marina, who plays the grandmother. And then you have Justina Machado, who's playing her daughter. And then the granddaughter is, you know, Isabella uh, Gomez. And what's so great is you have these three different women who are all intelligent, all opinionated, and coming at their, the show tackles really impressive Mm -hmm. subject matter, um, from three different perspectives based on kind of where they're coming from. And so I was just so honored to just be a part of that show and to work with not only just extremely talented people, but also to be part of a show that was tackling tough subject matter and, um, Mm -hmm. and just being vocal for women. Um, And, you know, Gloria, one of the creators, Gloria and Mike were just fantastic. And then from there I went to daytime divas, which again, was about five strong, intelligent women who were all very different, very diverse, and yet it was just again tackling important subject matters. And I and now then to go to the Good Doctor, it's like I just I feel so blessed these past few years because I'm getting to work on these shows that are you know, making strides and and changing the way people you know think about things. And it's yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just <laughs> I'm just it's well, just like such a great place to be in. I'm so I'm so grateful. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the warrior woman can be just as much a cliche. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want you to just be a kick butt character. Like, is, that doesn't necessarily mean empowering. It can just be kind of boring and bland. And so, like, I like women to be all different kinds of characters because that's the reality of, like, who we are. And I think that uh, when One Day at a Time is a great example because that show tackles so many different things because she's a veteran. Uh, the one character is a veteran. Mm-hmm. It, so it tackles that. It yeah. tackles divorce. It tackles, uh, you know, like um, discrimination, immigration. Yes. LGBT yeah. issues. Religion. Religion. Yeah. It, so it tackles so many things, but it never loses the funny. And that's, that's really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, those writers are so incredible. Um, I mean, bravo to Netflix to for uh, yeah I just I and and Sony I mean that's that's the other thing I'll tell you um Sony the last three shows for me one day at a time uh daytime divas and now good doctor they're all Sony produced shows mm-hmm. um you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's Sony's Sony's fantastic to work for I'm, they're just amazing and um creating such great content right so let's talk about uh royally ever after this is pretty exciting Yay! Like, oh it's so good it's so I, good oh. <laughs> sorry that I'm so proud so of this movie. I'm so, so proud of it. It just fills me with joy. I cannot wait for people to see it. <laughs> oh, that makes me so excited. Cause I mean, it's been like, <laughs> like princess, like princess movies galore. Like this is just like, they, they're no wonder they have a crown and crown in, in Hallmark logo because this has just been uh, pretty amazing and this this year obviously for the royal wedding but not only is this part of this season of christmas uh, of princess movies but it this is literally on the day of the royal wedding so this is huge <laughs> i know no pressure right no pressure <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And and I'll just I mean, it's such a good movie. Like, <laughs> I just can't. I'm just it's and and it's yeah, without, I'm hoping that because people are excited about the royal wedding that they'll also that night want to watch the royal uh, our royally ever after film you know yeah. celebrate and um i'm having friends over to watch it and um so i'm hoping that you know i'll get people on the move for it so um without spoilers uh what uh what can you tell us about it um well it's about um a um, a New Jersey school teacher, elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. and she um, they, she falls in love with with Danny, with her Danny, and um, <laughs> he um, basically he proposes, but he it, he explains that um, the one caveat is that he can't actually they can't actually get married um, unless his family approves. So it's a you know it's about them journeying home she meets his family and um and then uh you know whether or not she can get them to approve and uh you know what how things work out for them so Mm -hmm. it's uh it's it's a romantic comedy but it's also very dramatic like it's it it has so many different levels and layers and these, these beautiful moments and silly moments and fun moments and it's um it's just such a great film. It has so much going on for it. And um, I, I think people are really going to love it and connect to it. Excellent. Um, also, I just need to know, what is the name of the fictional country that he is in charge of? Oh, <laughs> St. Ives. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so pleased. Like, you know, like the face scrub. Yeah, like the face scrub. <laughs> um, I just am so sick of every country being like, Genovia like so that's amazing that's the best name I've ever heard I'm so pleased oh good oh good so um (laughs) but you guys the cast we have like okay first of all we're shooting in the most amazing castle ever it's an actual castle and it's called the Marquee Castle in um Sligo Ireland okay go to the Marquee Castle website it's like the most beautiful place ever and we not only did we shoot there, but we lived there. Like, I was living in a castle <laughs> for a month, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> it was incredible. And it was so beautiful. And um, so we shot there. And then, oh, my gosh, Maeve, our costume designer, brilliant, brilliant. She did such a fantastic job with everything. And we, um, I mean, our, I mean, everyone, everyone was so good, you guys. We, we had the best crew. And then our cast was all these brilliant Irish and uh, Irish and British actors. And we just, we, it was, we, you know, we all stayed in the castle and got to know each other. And it was, everyone just brought so much, you know, and the script was fantastic. And Lee Friedlander, our director, can I just tell you, I, so (laughs) I had just come off. I think I told you guys at the beginning of this, I was like working for, I've been out of the country since October and I was exhausted and I was wrapping up the season, a good doctor. And then I got the offer for the film and I read the script and I loved it, but I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm so exhausted. And it literally, like I was home for two days before heading out again for a month. And, but I, I saw Lee Friedlander was directing it. And I was like, well, I have to work with her because she did switch, um, switch for Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh-huh. remember that one. And I was blown away by her work. She did such a fantastic job. And I'd heard good things about people that had worked with her. And I was like, I was like, the script's incredible. It takes place in Ireland. And I get to work with Lee Friedlander. Done. Like, I have to do this. (laughs) And and, and I'll tell you, like, I was so nervous to meet her because I was like, I hope she's as amazing as I want her to be. And she (laughs) was and is. And we got along so well. And she gives such good direction and she just understands actors and can say just like the littlest thing and just change you not just your performance but change you as an actor and she um she just it was she she loves this genre so much and loves these type of films and had so many fantastic ideas for shots and for scenes like where we take scenes would take place and I just I'm, I'm I was so excited to work with her so she's fantastic so- yeah. So good to hear. I mean, there are a lot of uh, of 
female directors that work for Hallmark, which is really cool. Uh, Christy Will Wolf, definitely one I think of for sure, and her. Yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. Well, you know, what's so great about Hallmark, why I'm such a huge fan, one of the many reasons, is because Hallmark makes, Hallmark is making television about women, for women, with women, you know? It's like, they're, they're like one of the few networks that's like we're making prog- programming for women we're we're like what do women want to see and then they're tapping into that and they're doing it and it's all it's almost all strong female leads um and i just i i'm it's so cool to be a part of something like that yeah. and yeah they they do it well <laughs> We think so. Uh, so <laughs> your co your co star Torrance Coombs is is he Irish? Yes. I don't I don't know him that well. Torrance is actually Canadian, but he Canadian. always plays British characters. <laughs> he was on I think I think it goes all the way back to the Tudors is when he first started playing British character, and then from there he did Rain, and then I mean he just constantly plays British. I he he jokes that he thinks that like people think he actually is British when they hire him and they don't even realize. But <laughs> oh my god, can I just tell you we he is like the sweetest person. We got along so well. He is just like amazing and it was so easy I think that's part of what makes the film so good too is it was just so easy to act with him and we got along so well that our just our 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 friendship um it just it just bled into the work and that's just you know we we truly adore each other and so I think that that really just that chemistry and that um affection for each other really play out on screen and I think it it really helped excellent because you never know sometimes you can be like (laughs) oh my god I can't like I can't stand you (laughs) it's actually pretty funny because the last I think four Hallmark royal princes have been from rain so like they're just picking all the cast of rain yeah it's so funny (laughs) oh that's hilarious I'm gonna tell him that that's really funny he um no he's he's hilarious and he's very funny too and his wife now what's crazy so my character in the movies from Sarah is from New Jersey and his wife in real life is from New Jersey so um that was some little a little fact, oh, yeah. a little tidbit. <laughs> did you have a New Jersey accent? No, definitely did not. And his <laughs> wife does not have a New Jersey accent either. So not everyone from New Jersey has a New Jersey accent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I just was wondering if you had to, you know, do that for the role. Right. Well, I'm really excited. You just made me more excited even for Royally Ever After. Because I'm getting a little... I, I, there's a lot of princess movies so now I feel more energized than uh and then before talking to you so hopefully our listeners will also feel the same way <laughs> <laughs> no but I yeah I mean it's a really good film it I mean yeah I honestly am just so I I, I just like I can't I've like never I've, I've just never I'm so proud of it and I'm yeah. so I, I like also I'm just so impressed when I see what Lee did, I'm blown away. And all the, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm speechless. Like I can't even think of the, all the words <laughs> to say, but I, I really, I hope people tune in because people are going to love it. People are really going to love it and be moved by it and have fun watching it. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so excited. Uh, so uh, we like to kind of finish off our uh, interviews with what we call the like sort of fun questions. And uh, so they're, they're just silly. But. Oh, they are pretty, they're just simple. So don't stress out about them. Sometimes people get like really like analytical, <laughs> analytical about them and it's just easy. So don't, don't freak out. Okay. So the first one is what is the best ice cream flavor? <gasps> oh, I know that. So, <laughs> Salt and Straw makes this vegan ice cream that is marionberry and shortbread cookie, but oh it's not God. only vegan, it's gluten-free. You guys, it is like, I, I got like fat eating this ice cream. Like it is <laughs> unbelievable. Miles away and I would walk there and get the ice cream, but like I got that. Like walking was not burning off enough calories for this ice cream, <laughs> but it was so insanely good. But the problem with it is that they only have it, like, they only had it for, like, a month in last year. And they, I, I call them all the time. I'm like, when is this ice cream coming back? Like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. That sounds good. It, it, are you vegan? In your... um, I'm vegan-ish. I eat eggs sometimes. 
Okay. Yeah. So. Excellent. And then, okay. So then the next one is what's your favorite color? Green. Excellent. Oh, what, what kind of green? Like just straight up green from a crayon I box? I mean, I just, I, I, I just love green, but I would say I would lean towards more of a turquoise teal green, mm. but um, yeah. I just think green is such a vibrant color. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And then this is the question that would have been like, what's in your CD player right now? But people don't really have CD players. So like, what music are you listening to right now? Oh, that's a hard one. Um... I'm trying to think of what, um, I don't know, lately, you guys, okay, honestly, lately, I've had a lot of 80s music on there. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know why, I'm just like on the 80s, I've had like Apple, the Apple music, I've had the 80s station on a lot lately, <laughs> and um, yeah. That's amazing. That is that is actually the right answer. I am proud of you for picking that answer. <laughs> but yes, the 80s music is the best. It's, it's really fun, man. Like, you know, some early 90s too, I guess. Like yesterday, I was my sister and I was listening to Shoop. Yes. <laughs> we, like, went, we went through the whole song together, like the, the entire song, like sang it out and it was pretty funny. Excellent. So. <laughs> you're just you're just making good choices all over the place. Proud of you and your sister. <laughs> Shoop. Okay. Um, okay. And then what is your? <laughs> That's right. So I'll keep going, guys. I'll keep going. <laughs> all right. And then what is your go-to date night food? Ooh. Um. Honestly, I mean, if I could just. Like my favorite, I don't even know if it's like date night, but whatever, I guess it is. I love vegan nachos and like spicy margaritas. I just, I mean, I love Mexican food. It's just, you know, the best. And um, so if I can get good vegan nachos and um, a spicy margarita, I'm so happy. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then kind right? of goes along with that. What is your go-to date night activity? going out to see like if it's going to be like a real nice date night it's going out to dinner and then we love to see theater so it's, it's if we were going to really spoil ourselves yeah it would be going out to um to a nice dinner and then seeing a show somewhere that's always really fun for us these and things and anniversaries we've never really given gifts it's more about just like going and having an experience and doing something cool so awesome that was a great answer oh my goodness yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I ramble so much. So. No, oh, wow. love it. Sorry. Okay, and then this next one um, is pretty. These are the either ors. Um, so, dogs or cats? Cats. Oh my! Yes, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is team cats. <laughs> what? They're like, they're like yeah. the underrepresented people. <laughs> Hashtag team cats. <laughs> No, but is that because you're worried that your dog is actually just an actor dressed up in a dog costume? Yes, I can never look at dogs the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually really do like dogs. Um, and I actually think when my cats pass away, if I ever got pets again, I might lean towards getting a dog. Um, but I, you know, it's hard being an actor and traveling so much for work. Mm -hmm. having a pet in general is honestly hard and we're gone such long hours that um having a dog is just is a challenge and cats are great because they're very self-sufficient and independent yeah and that's you know um and I grew up with cats and they're 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 so much fun and they have all these different fantastic personalities and they like to cuddle but dogs I mean dogs are great too I'm not anti-dogs <laughs> No, it's fine. I'm like, I'm a little, don't tell anyone, but I'm a little bit anti-dog, but that's because they scare me. That's my excuse. So <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% team cats. So I just, I'm just so happy that someone finally answered team cats without us bullying them into it. <laughs> Listen, I'm so much team cat that like my friends pretty much only give me cat stuff like to the point where I'm like all right guys no more cat stuff because it, I'm gonna actually turn into like a crazy cat lady and <laughs> <laughs> no 
that. Excellent. Hey, just yeah. embrace it. <laughs> just, just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. All right. And then um, the next one is beaches or mountains? Oh, beaches. I grew up, I grew up in San Diego pretty much on the water. And I, I just, that's where, that's home to me. I, I, w- I would love to one day live in Santa Barbara by the beach. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And then fancy dress or sweats? Well, I'm in sweats right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I grew up in San Diego. I just want to be in shorts and a tank top and have my messy hair and just feel natural and comfortable. So, all right. Yeah. It is fun to get dressed up, but, you know, yeah. I have to do that enough for work. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't even know why we still have this question because like only one person has ever picked like get dressed up all fancy. And I think they were just doing it to be silly. So, <laughs> like show me a person who would rather be in just like a fancy outfit all the time or in comfortable sweats and I'll call them crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let me just tell you. Yeah, they're lying. I mean, I'll tell you they're lying or they're crazy. I mean, on The Good Doctor, I mean, I, I think I said that on my Instagram page. I'm like, not going to lie, guys, wearing sweats is, or wearing um, scrubs is the best thing in the world. Like, I'm always like, oh, yay, it's scrub day. Every time I look at my <laughs> and I get to wear them, I'm way too happy about it because, you know, it's like, they're so yeah. comfortable. But I do so think comfortable. it is fun to like, I don't know, go to, like, I hate dancing, but I, I do think it is fun to like do all the prep work to get ready to go to a dance slash formal event like that. Um, cause I, it is. First of all, dancing is amazing. Dancing is so much fun. Why do you That's hate right. dancing? That's right, Fiona. We're going to, we're going to fix her. She's going to learn to love dancing. Is it, is it, is it that you feel silly? Because we all look silly. We all look ridiculous. No, and the just, more, I think the more ridiculous you look, the better. So. Well, people in Utah are like hardcore dancing people. And so like, it's not enough to oh. just do like the shuffle and just like hang out and have fun. People here are like, you got to know all the steps and you got to like do it right. And I, I am like the least, and I'm not just, it's not false modesty talking. I'm like the least coordinated person in the world. Oh. And uh, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly dyslexic. And so like, it's hard for me to learn dances like that. And so like people are, people are like, Oh, it's easy. You can do like the cha-cha or like it's one, two, three step, step. And I'm like, I have no idea. You've lost me already. And uh, (laughs) I I understand what you mean. I I am like, I have two left feet. I like have fallen in dance classes into walls. I'm not a good dancer, but I, so I just more like to like put on music and just like dance around and like I'm like I'm like the little white girl just like bouncing like hee hee fun 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 <laughs> like no rhythm no nothing I am like the stereotype um and whatever it's yeah. I just like I let I you know screw yeah. it no just uh, yeah, be silly I, I need to go dancing with you I think then I'd have fun yes but <laughs> yeah Rachel you've been dancing with too many like swing club people who are trying to make you do like I don't know the swing and waltzes and things like stay away from those people go to a top 40 club Rachel okay (laughs) sounds good Uh, all right well yeah your your dress for um royal royally ever after is really proud love that color blue Oh, it's gorgeous. Is it really See, that's blue? the thing is it's not, oh God, it's like insanely royally blue. Okay. Yeah, it is like, it. but can I just, see, it wasn't comfortable. Like I would, like if I was just like, I mean, it was so, um, it's just not comfortable. So that's why yeah. when people say they'd rather be in dresses like that, I'm like, no, 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 just put me in something comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah. looked heavy. It looked kind of heavy. Like it, yeah, yeah, very, very heavy. Yeah. Very heavy but um it was, <laughs> it, was it was it fun to feel nice. beautiful yeah oh yeah. my god talk about dancing though that was hard to dance in and I kept tripping on it I can't believe that they got the dancing sequence to um to work because I remember just being like it's never gonna work <laughs> I mean I was like yeah it was it was not <laughs> not easy um but it worked it worked so. that's so cool all right, and then the next question is, what is your favorite holiday? 
Oh, Christmas. I mean, there's yeah. not even Christmas. <laughs> I it, uh, Halloween used to be mine growing up. Like I was very into Halloween, but oh, I just I love Christmas because it lasts for weeks, and there's just something so special about everyone, you know, spending time with family and friends. And my family doesn't even really give gifts at Christmas anymore, it's, except for like kids and stuff. Like we don't really do gifts, and so there's no like we do stocking stuffers, which is fun. Like we all try to. Everyone has to give everyone a stocking stuffer. So there's always like the whole year it's like trying to find something unique and random for stockings. But because we've kind of gotten rid of the gift giving for the most part, it's really just about spending time together and, you know, cooking and, and just, it's just, it, it's really, it's magical. And then I, I do this ornament party with all my girlfriends every year and we, um, everyone comes over, there's like 40 of us and everyone brings a really nice ornament that's wrapped and then people Aww. fight over them and it's just it's about that <laughs> like a hallmark so. keepsake ornament um you guys my <laughs> friend has given me two from like antique ones over the past couple years my friend louise she's the best and um yeah so i have i have my i do i love <laughs> that idea. i've never i just had that. to stay on brand you know make sure that we tie it all back to <laughs> hallmark yeah <laughs> Well, I don't know if you guys know, but I used to actually work in a Hallmark store in high school too. Oh, really? That's so funny. Yeah. Nice. So you're just so uh, uh, Hallmark for life, basically. Hallmark, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love oh. that idea for a party. I think that sounds so fun because my Christmas tree every year I call it my memory tree, and because uh, I mm, whenever I, yes. I travel or have different big moments in my life, I get a Christmas, I get an ornament to for yep. that place or to symbolize that because so i like i have an ornament for my college i have an ornament for um my mission that i did you know just different things like that and different trips when i went to hawaii i got an ornament and uh, but i love that oh. idea of like having an ornament party that's so, it's cool. so much fun and so you have everyone bring an ornament and i always tell people try to spend between like at least 10 and 20 dollars so people mm -hmm. that way someone's not yeah. stopping at yeah. cvs on the way over and grabbing like a two dollar plastic ornament it's, it's right. like because people really take people that's the thing is like because i've been doing this for so many years my girlfriends will get like they'll collect an ornament while they're working somewhere or they're traveling like people will yeah. go to art shows like people really try to find something unique and special and then and so you want to make sure that if someone's doing that that they're not getting like we we've had yeah. uh, over the past like we had a friend once bring like a plastic justin bieber ball and like and everyone was like no <laughs> so um so we always like tell people it's like you know between 10 and 20 dollars and um um or you know because we've been doing it for so long people will hit up the sale rack right after christmas and get really yeah. good ornaments for like 75 percent off but yeah. you know yeah. and then you bring it and it's wrapped and so and then you know what well, a person who gets number one draws number one get, mm -hmm. they get to unwrap an ornament and then number two gets to either steal that ornament or unwrap a new one Mm. and it's just so much fun and then mm. once an ornament's been stolen twice it's safe you know all those like mm -hmm. rules and mm -hmm. it's great i mean yeah we've yeah been and if you were it for way too long if you were tied up for cash you could make something really pretty oh oh, oh yeah. It, yeah even then i mean we have people um some of like the best ornaments people have made mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um like some beautiful ones because i have some incredibly crafty friends and um like I, some of my girlfriends, like my friend Sam and my friend Jill and I, like we will like, we'll get together and make ornaments and make Christmas decorations. So it doesn't, you know, it's, it's more just about people knowing, you know, yeah. try to put some time and effort yeah. in finding an ornament versus, um, you know, just, um, that, that's more, that's the important. You know, thing I was important. just thinking you should pitch this as a Hallmark movie, the ornament <laughs> party. <laughs> I could totally the ornament see it. exchange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Um, it would be like magic <laughs> Christmas ornaments, but like the ornament club or something like that. It would be, yeah, that would be really cute. You should. By the way, my favorite or some of my favorite ornaments over the um, past few years have come from Stephen Brown um, of Glitterville, Glitterville Studios. He makes the most gorgeous ornaments, and it's so funny because I discovered him recently, and I was like, oh my god! Like I, so many of my ornaments are his, but mm -hmm. I didn't realize it. 
um, I started collecting, I, I, I have some that are a few years old now. And it, it was, it was so funny because I, I saw something in a store and I was like, I gotta look this up. This is so beautiful. Like who made this? And then I went on this guy's website and I was like, oh my God, all he, all of my favorite ornaments are his. So you have <laughs> to check him out. Glitterville on Instagram. He's just incredible. Cool. cool. He makes these beautiful tiaras too. Oh my God. No, this guy's uh, just adorable. <laughs> so, <Cool>. Huge fan. <laughs> All right. And then, sorry, I do want to ask though, because you did say that you loved Halloween as a child or growing up. What's your favorite yeah. Halloween costume you ever had? Um, I, I would say it's funny because I have, I have a couple that I, I, I love. One is like, well, my mom, my mom is like, she loves, she loves so, and she's um is a Snow White costume mm-hmm. um, that I wore. And then she also made Alice in Wonderland one year. But, um, and then we also made this really cool Queen of Hearts one that I loved. And um, yeah, oh, and then another year we did Cruella de Vil. I think you can tell that I love Disney. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 love, I love Halloween. I mean, I'm a, a huge Halloween fan. Um, you know, I love going to, I, I'm also a huge Tim Burton fan and I love Nightmare Before Christmas. And that's like one of my favorite movies because it kind of combines Halloween and Christmas. And um, uh saw that, that's another show my husband and I saw at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I, I don't know, I named like 15 costumes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, uh, I just, I'm a huge fan of Halloween. So I just wanted to, to know what your costumes are. Costumes are like my favorite thing basically they are no I I yeah I I definitely I love Halloween um but there's just something there's just something about Christmas I think as I've gotten older that's become so sentimental yeah I mean there's there's really a magic around Christmas and then Halloween is just like absurd fun so it's like you can't really compete on the same level but (laughs) yes (laughs) exactly what Um, is your favorite Halloween costume that I ever have been yeah. Um, so I had my, my mom made my prom dress and it was this like great big Parisian style old timey dress. Um, and then oh, I bought wow. a Marie Antoinette wig and I wore it for Halloween the next year. Oh, mm. oh my God. That's so cool. I, I want to see a picture. You have to send me a picture. I, have, okay. I really want to see this. Um, but yeah, I was, I was mm. a big fan. <laughs> I, I do love Halloween as well. Uh, and I try to dress up every year. Uh, but when I was little, uh, my mom would make our costumes every other year. So it was pretty exciting when, so like my sister would get one one year and then I'd get my turn the next year. So she'd alternate. And uh, so it was really exciting when we got to be our year that was and I, and I was Aurora one year and that was very exciting. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got too excited there. I apologize <laughs> for the stream that I just had and I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, but that's, I love that we all had our moms make our costumes and our prom dresses. That's so cool. Yeah. We're, uh, we're pretty fancy over here on this podcast (laughs) with our seamstress mothers. (laughs) Yeah. Mother. If if I ever have kids, it's going to be, uh, what do you want grandma to make you this year? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does target have with yeah. and so our last question is what is your favorite hallmark movie and you are allowed to pick one that you're in just for the record it's fine good <laughs> i have to say royally after <laughs> good because i i'm so insanely obsessed with this movie and um i'm beyond proud of it and i think it's so good i i'm blown away by it i really am so mm-hmm. I'm saying Royally Ever After. Okay, I'm so excited to see it now. Me like, too. <laughs> I, I, was, I was honestly a little bit, like, a little trepidatious before talking to you because, you know, I'm just worried. You're like another royal movie. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, really, the fact that they named the country St. Ives just makes me feel like it's <laughs> already going in a new and creative direction. <laughs> um it's uh yeah it's it's a it's not it's just not like 
it just feels so special and it feels like a feature film that you would mm-hmm. see in the theaters. Yeah. It feels like a feature. Like I remember someone recently was like, where are the old, all the old romantic comedies? Like, why don't you see them in movie yeah. theaters anymore? And yeah. why aren't they being made? And this, I feel like it's like, here's one. Here yeah. you go. Here's, here's one that, you know, and it's really beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. We know how busy you are and we really appreciate it. Hopefully we can have you on again sometime. Definitely. Send me those Halloween pictures and it was such a pleasure chatting (laughs) with you and I can't wait to hear um, your thoughts on the movie. Yeah. Uh, Well, tell us, how can people uh, contact you on social media or whatever? How can people find you? Um, it's very easy. It's just at Fiona Gubelman. If you can figure out how to spell it, that's all I have to do. Um, Fiona, F-I-O-N-A, Gubelman, G-U-B-E-L-M-A-N-N. It's the same on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I love the live tweets, um, but that's usually all I do on Twitter. Most of my posts nowadays are on Instagram. Oh, great. Okay, great. Well, we'll have all that uh, in the uh, description section. You guys can follow Fiona. And uh, thanks again. We really appreciate you taking time to uh, to talk with us. Of course. It was so much fun. Have a great day, guys. You too. Right. You too. Bye. <laughs> much to Fiona for talking with us. And this week on the podcast, we ha- we're so excited to be talking about both of the Darrow and Darrow films. We just had the new one this last weekend. And uh, Ruth Hill is going to be joining us to talk Darrow and Darrow and uh, so we always look forward to talking with her was our favorite one of our favorites of last year all three of us and so we're really excited to talk about this new one and uh, and then we also have our recap of the good witch coming up on Thursday so make sure that you look out for that and uh, that would be really fun there's nothing on Hallmark except for a new episode of good witch this weekend uh, but um, time to get caught up maybe in some things that you missed so it should be pretty fun and, uh, and then we have next week will be our uh, episode to prepare for the royal wedding. So we're going to be talking about Meghan Markle's uh, movies, uh, her two movies for Hallmark, and that should be pretty fun. So uh, yeah, lots to look forward to here on the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes and on uh, YouTube and uh, make sure that if you if you have a second to we really appreciate comments and uh, and uh, ratings reviews on iTunes if you have a sec uh, that would, is very helpful and uh, make sure you're following us on uh, our social media on uh, Instagram and uh, at homework is pod on Instagram and on Twitter and we're all over the place we try to post daily and uh, so Amber where can people find you as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. And so I'd really appreciate you subscribing to that as well. Uh, so thanks, thanks again to Fiona, and uh, we will uh, talk to you all again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.